Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. It's our Rockets Thunder postgame show. We're going to try to bring you as many of these Rockets playoff postgame shows as possible. And joining me, as always, my co-host and lifelong H-Town sports junkie, Stephen Kerr. And Stephen, the Rockets take game one, the final score 123-108, Harden 37 points, 11 rebounds, and frankly, I loved everything. This is a rare moment where I can't find anything to pick at after Rockets playoff game. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Robert, I mean, we could always get nitpicky, but who needs to with the way the Rockets played tonight? I mean, I mean, so many things went right. Yeah, they hit their threes, and that's a big thing. They, they need to do that if they're going to win. But I, I loved the ball movement. I loved how aggressive they were in, in many situations going to the basket. You know, they they hung in there with the rebounding. Hey, who needs the Twin Towers when you've got the big three? As you mentioned, Harden 37, Gordon had 21, Jeff Green coming off the bench, 22 points, five Rockets and double figures. Yeah, there's not much to dislike about this game at all, Robert. And the big concern I had, of course, was, you know, the Rockets had just been stumbling the last three games, didn't look good. You wondered if they're going to limp into the playoffs, and they kind of did with Russell Westbrook being out. But at least for one game, they they put all those fears to rest and just came up with it. They they came ready to play, Robert, which was so good to see. I guess I got to go back to the karate kid. I'm going to mention something that Miyagi always talked about. Focus, Daniel-san. Focus. Focus, Daniel-san. You can say, focus, Daniel House. Well, he, he did kind of. He had several good moves to the basket and you know, but they all focused and yeah, the, the first quarter, it took them about six minutes to kind of get their legs under them, but at least they didn't totally stink it up like they had in the last few games, getting off to such lousy starts in the first quarter. And every time the Thunder kept trying to come back when they had, you know, down to 11, down to 10, somebody would make a big shot, whether it was Harden or Gordon or Green or McLemore, everybody pitched in. To, to continue to put the game out of reach. And how about Chris Paul, Robert, in the first quarter, 0 for 5 with two turnovers. He, he kind of warmed up in the second half, but uh, he, Gallinari and Adams just weren't quite enough for the whole Rockets team tonight. Defense, defense, de- I mean, defense, defense. That, that was what shocked me the most in this game. They moved their feet. They rotated. They denied the ball. They got back in transition, even though Oklahoma City doesn't run a whole lot. Other than a couple of bad jump shooting fouls at the end, of, you know, kind of at the three-point line uh, that were unnecessary, you can't ask anything more from a Rockets team defensively. Well, you, you got a little worried in the first quarter when you had four of the Rockets, five starters, you know, getting fouls in the first four minutes, and Gordon, P.J. Tucker with two pretty quick fouls. So you kind of wondered, oh, boy, where is this going? But... It, it turned out not to be a factor, so that was a good thing. And boy, you talk about some good news for the Rockets with the bad news of not having Russell Westbrook and not knowing when he's going to be back to get Eric Gordon, retro Gordon, old school Gordon, the Gordon that we're used to from the last two, three, four playoff runs, 21 points, 30 minutes of action and you know, hit a couple of threes, not, not lighting it up from outside. He was two for six. A couple of them, I wasn't real happy about the shots, but... Overall, Eric Gordon was fantastic. The Eric Gordon that you need to see going forward got to the, like I said, got to the free throw line, but also just the the aggression and 
picked his spots and, and really doing what you want him to do when he's not hitting the threes. He drove to the hoop, Stephen. Yeah, he did. Though He had a great move on a layup late in the first quarter. Uh, he had a nice dribble penetration to uh, set up a Daniel House three, which stretched the lead to uh, 15. So, yeah, when if, if he could just start hitting his threes like he normally can, my goodness, Eric Gordon would, would be even more dangerous. But he at least looked physically, condition-wise, he looked great going up and down the court. And it doesn't look like any effects from the ankle. You just hope that he can stay healthy and just get more consistent because the Rockets sure need him. And he came through in game one. Okay. You talked about Jeff Green and the bench a little bit, but let's just let's get into the bench a little bit because Jeff Green, Ben McLemore, and Austin Rivers, so strong. They were combined 14 for 25. The stat, though, that jumped out at you was their plus minus. Rivers was plus 11, McLemore plus 27, and then there's Jeff Green. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? What planet? He was plus 28, plus 28, not to mention 22 points, 8 for 12 from the field. And Stephen, I just feel like we need to take a, a minute, say a little prayer for the gift of green. I keep telling everybody green energy is the future, and that's Jeff Green, baby. Well, you know, we used to call the another guy named Green, what, the mayor of Houston? Maybe we, we just called Jeff Green Uncle Jeff. Yeah, you know, he's just like the uncle that, you know, he's always there for you, and he, he's been coming through for the Rockets for sure. What a what a great pickup. And it's always nice to see that the Rockets can, can just get a guy that you don't think at the beginning is going to make a huge contribution, but then they step up, and that's exactly what Jeff Green has done this year. And it's good to see it happen in the postseason. And you know he loved doing it against his former team, a 2007 draft pick and, you know, going against the Thunder. Uh, but it, just so many reasons to love what Jeff Green is doing. What a great pickup he's been for the Rockets, for sure. He's like the blank space in bingo. You know, you just you put him to put him somewhere and he does something there. He's in the post. He's making a post pass. He's outside. He's hitting a three. He was Three of seven from the three-point line. He got to the foul line. He was playing pick and roll with James Harden and rolling to the basket and getting dunks and layups. You know, if you needed a rebound, there he was. Six rebounds on the game. Four assists. A steal. Uh, just doing everything. Everywhere. Bringing the ball up the floor. Being a point forward. Taking some pressure off James Harden without Russell Westbrook. I mean, there, there was nothing that this guy wasn't doing for you. Did he get water for the players during the timeouts, too? I mean, he was doing everything. You know, and here's another great stat that kind of jumped out at me, too. He uh, Coming into the playoff game, he'd scored in double figures in six straight games. Well, he make it seven because he came through again with uh, 22 points. So, yeah, Jeff Green, if you just keep that up, then uh, the Rockets will definitely continue to be in this series. And you uh, getting back to the bench for a minute, you know, in the second quarter— well, kind of late into the first quarter and then part of the second quarter when Harden came out of the game, you know, the Rockets typically struggle when Harden's not out there, but not tonight. They went on an 18-5 to run when Harden was not in the game thanks to the Rockets bench. So that's another great contribution by the bench tonight. The other stat that is just, I mean, we talk about it ad nauseum, but this is, this is it for the Rockets. Three-point shooting. They were 38.5% from three, 20 of 52 if they hit threes, they win games. It's that simple. I mean, we could pull up the stats overall over the last few years, 
And that's what you know about him. If you're taking 52, 50 plus three pointers every game, it's just, it's massive. And you, you win the math battle. I mean, that's the, that's the deal, Steven. It, it's a game of math that the Rockets bet on every single game. And you have Oklahoma City with 15 three-pointers made. And you have the Rockets with 20 three-pointers made. So right there, right there, you got 15 more, 15 more points, according to my bad math. <laughs> yeah, I was about a fourth-grade math-level student myself, but I think you're right. Yeah, it's no secret that the Rockets do live and die by the three. But, you know, if they're going to win this series, Robert, they, they need to do what they did in game one when the threes weren't falling. They, they did have some spurts. You know, where they missed straight, uh, six straight shots and, uh, you know, shot poorly in, you know, the fourth quarter especially. But as we talked about earlier, the ball movement, the the runs to the hoop, you know, making those inside shots, that's what they're going to need to do to counteract when the threes aren't falling because if they don't, that's when they stumble, that's when they look poorly, and that's what I think is going to make them lose the series if they don't. But if they're hitting their threes – just about everything else seems to go right. You know me. I am a noted James Harden critic, and I am difficult on James Harden at the drop of a hat. But this is the James Harden that you need. He wasn't making dumb passes. He wasn't making lazy passes. He was not turning the ball over. He was playing defense. He was moving his feet on defense and not picking up fouls because he wasn't moving his feet on defense this is the James Harden that you need with the other stuff. Not to mention the fact that, yeah, when he hits his threes, the Rockets win games. I mean, we, we could talk about everything else, but if James Harden's making threes, the Rockets win. Well, that's right. And if he just plays an all-around game, though, it, it will take a lot of that pressure off of him. And, of course, the other guys coming through as well. Yeah, if, if you want to get you know a lot of comments on Twitter, you, you could go on another Robert rant about James Harden, but... Yeah, probably not, because he, he played the all-around game for the Rockets, and that's another reason they took game one. All right, have you practiced how to say the name of Dort yet? You, do you know how to say his first name? Because <laughs> he didn't play. Yeah, I think he had a sprained knee, so we, we got yeah we got by with one in game one without having to say his name very much. Yeah, and that helps because, you know, they, they didn't have anybody I didn't feel like could really do much with James. I mean, if you watch the national guys... They were saying, well, you know, it looked like uh, maybe Schroeder was giving him some problems, but not not so much. And and they weren't sending the double teams at him. Did you notice that? No, no double teams on James. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. And I wonder if that's going to change in game two, because that that's typically, you know, when James Harden does some of the things that you talk about, you know, where he's moving his feet too much or he, he just seems to have these lapses. It, it's on the double teams, but. He didn't have that uh, in game one. So kind of wonder if the Thunder might adjust their thinking in game two. But either way, he's he's got to still come through and be the professional that he is. I'm also a noted critic of Mike D'Antoni and his poor minutes distribution and how he overplays some of his best players. But extremely impressed. I was just so impressed with what he did in this game, not just because it was a blowout late in the game, but when I looked at the minutes before the fourth quarter started, Nobody had more than 30 minutes. Nobody on the roster, not even James, had more than 30 minutes by the time the third quarter uh, finished up. And when the game was over, Harden and P.J. led the way with only, I think it was like 32 minutes or something like that. That that was your, or no, 34 minutes. 34 minutes uh, were, were your leading minutes getters. And 
you know, you'd say, well, it's a blowout. That should happen. But we know, Mike D'Antoni, that doesn't always happen. And, Stephen, you and I talked about how there are fewer off days in the first round this year. So this is important if you're playing the long game and you want to win that ring. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, and the Rockets are going to be playing, at least in this series, every other day. The good thing, though, too, Robert, to consider is that they're not going to have to be traveling. They're all going to be in one place. So, yeah, they're playing every other day. But the rest is certainly important, and, and being up big does help. But, you know, one thing I noticed, too, and I mentioned this a little while ago, at the end of the first quarter, you know, Harden typically comes out right before the quarter ends. Well, he stayed on the bench a little longer in the second quarter than he typically does. So that definitely helped keep his minutes down. And, of course, as I said, the, the Rockets bench certainly helped keep that going because they still went on a run. They, they didn't have to put Harden back in the game so quickly in the second quarter, and then he was able to rest some in the fourth quarter, too. So... Yeah, if the if the Rockets, you know, building big leads always helps. But the fact that you don't have the travel to worry about, and if you can just distribute the minutes, I, I don't think Mike D'Antoni could have done a better job distributing those minutes and playing the guys off the bench than he did in game one. If you're a fan of this podcast, please hit us up on Thursday because we've been talking about it. We're announcing it for sure. And this one that we're going to host a Rocket Zoom party for fans of both our podcast and Locked on Rockets. Jackson Gatlin is going to be joining us as well. You can ask us a question. You can grab a drink with us. It's going to be me, Steven, and Jackson before game two of the Rockets Oklahoma City game on Thursday. It's 1.30 is when we're tipping off our, our little pregame uh, get together. 1.30 to 2.10 p.m. So it's an afternoon game. Uh, you're taking a lunch break, perhaps. I know some of you are working at home. A lot of you got to be working at home during this. So I'm guessing you might take a little bit of a break uh, during the afternoon on Thursday if you're a Rockets fan and watch this one. The password, by the way, is Rockets. I'm going to put all the information, including the link, into the show description of this podcast. It'll be in the show description of all, also when you go to the website. So when you go there, you can look for it. But if nothing else, you can go to our Twitter or Facebook. We're going to continue to to repost this as we move up on this. But set your calendar, everybody. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, we get to talk to some fans, Stephen, because I'm I'd really look forward to that. Yeah, I am really pumped about that, Robert. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And hey, how about how's this for timing? I I work from home as well, and I run my own business. I I just you know accidentally decided to get the idea that I think I'm going to take a couple of weeks off starting today. So I'm going to be on vacation when we do this thing, when the Rockets in the playoffs and we have our, what, what are we going to call it? A Rockets early happy hour or something? Because it's going to be pretty early compared to most games the Rockets play in the evening. But yeah, that, that's going to be kind of strange, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I hope you'll join us for that. I'm, I'm really excited about it. We get to talk to some of you that uh, listen to our podcast. Maybe you just started listening or maybe you've been listening for a long time. Hey, join us on the call on our Zoom call uh, Thursday, an hour before the Rockets tip off, starting at 1.30. Yeah, that, that's going to be exciting, Robert. I can't wait. Just want to attach some names and faces to fans. You know, who, who's out there Absolutely. who's listening? Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely join us. Look for the information. We, we want to see as many of it. Hey, if we get a lot of you, maybe we can do this uh, again in the, with the Rockets in the playoffs and maybe down the road, a few of the other Houston teams. But We'll, we'll take it just like the Rockets. We need to take it one game at a time. Any last thoughts on this one, Stephen? 123-108, the final 
Uh, the Rockets just, you know, you, you've got no complaints. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for game two. I'm excited to see if they can keep this up because this is the type of play that you're going to need if you are serious about making a playoff run here. Well, yeah, it is one game, Robert, and, and I'm cautiously optimistic, but that's what the Rockets are going to have to do. I don't know that they're going to be lights out every single game, but they certainly have to bring their A game if they're going to win this series. I, I still think it's going to be a, a great series. I don't think Oklahoma City is going to lay down and die for this, but if the Rockets can just maintain some consistency and and do most of the things that they did in game one, then they have a chance to win the series. So, yeah, I'm excited for game two. I'm excited about our, our pregame party, a pregame happy hour coming up. So there's a lot to look forward to, at least after game one, if you're a Rockets fan. 123 to 108, the final. The Rockets looking really strong, and they are up 1-0 in the series, in the bubble. Uh, the bubble is – it's been good to the Rockets so far overall, despite the injury to Russell Westbrook. But uh, they're, they're where they want to be. They're, I, I think they're in the bracket they want to be in. If, if they want to keep going, we're, we're going to see how that plays out. But, uh, you know, stay tuned for our postgame shows. We're, we're going to do some more of those and just, you know, keep an eye out for them because we're going to put them up. Uh, as soon as we can after these games, uh, and, and you're gonna you're gonna want to pay attention to that. And a reminder, as always, we'd love your feedback and anything that you can can give to us. But you got a chance to feed feedback us in person, if you would, uh, on Thursday. So make sure you check us out and uh, say hello to us. And we're looking forward to that. Twitter, Facebook, or email us at info at houstonsportstalk.net if you got any questions or comments or suggestions. Stay healthy and safe, everybody. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.